0: Hello. Hello, hello. oh Oh, you can't see me. Hello, everyone. If you're watching this <laughs> after the fact, make sure you check the time codes for, or the description for time codes. Uh, this tends to be a pretty long stream, so the description will give you time codes into when everything is happening. Uh, otherwise we'll sit tight where I'm I'm early because I, I got prepared <laughs> So we'll say hi as people drop in and uh, have a good time <laughs> Say hello to folks JP says lol <laughs> Oh nice, there's a Flickr album for everybody dressing up <laughs> We're going to talk lots of Raspberry Pi stuff today. Not quite yet though. Pause this stuff. Getting all my tweets coming in. (laughs) Spook's going to want to get on my lap. (laughs) I'm going to get cat hair all over this costume how's everyone doing hi Beata JP aka Pierre I think Seth's in the chat we're a little early we're going to keep waiting for folks we'll see how bad the cat messes up when he tries to get on this oh you can <laughs> see his head hey kitty Hey David. Thank you as always for taking notes. Same here in the notes doc. We'll see how long I uh, last in these glasses. I am not I don't I don't excel at like putting physical things together, so you might see the rubber band here. Hi Naradoc. Hey Andrew R. Hi Minnesota Mentat. I have the windows open because I'm like like this is a full body, full body dinosaur suit. So I mean Blinka suit. <laughs> Wait, I have a tail. Oh, I just sat on my tail. <laughs> uh, before things really get going for testing that PR locally, that flash stuff, do I simply point the module to my repos slash branch, update, and then compile and test the hardware? Yeah, so you can um in CircuitPython you change into the, the data slash NVM tomul and then uh and then you can run uh then you check out your version of uh the NVM tomul. Or you could just copy the files in there. Bad Abby says nice costume, thank you. <laughs> And my costume, my eyes are running Circuit Python. Thanks to Phil B for the i code. I was, I looked at it and I was like, very impressed that Circuit Python could do it. I did change the colors. Don't know if you can tell. Hi Chi. The blink, the blink goes a little purple. Purple's kind of hard to do though. <laughs> We'll get going just in a couple more minutes. If folks are new to the deep dive, welcome. Is the cat scared of snakes? No, he's not. He's right here. And he wants... He was thinking about getting on my lap. You might have seen him in cat cam. He's like... He's right below the cat cam. hmm. <laughs> Yeah, props to uh, my partner, Becca, who found the costume for me. I mentioned that Phil had dared me to, or Phil was asking me if I was going to dress up for my stream, and Becca took that and ran with it. (laughs) Mark says, if you can do the whole deep dive in those glasses, I will truly be impressed. Uh, I'm not planning on it. Um, I'm not planning on it, but I, I have to do enough at least so that we can get the thumbnail. Because we should at least have the thumbnail with us We'll see I am noticing like when I'm reading the text I'm adjusting my eyes See? The cat's right under Cat Cam (laughs) He's like giant Yeah, I think that is the term Doctor Uh, Kigurumi It's like a A onesie for adults It's like a Blink of one It's the right colors um, DCD says, any hope of getting eye tracking interface to the classes? Nah You can't tell Hi doctor, I think I said hi to you Hey, love the factory, how are you doing? DCD says, is it just accelerometer now? The eyes are random, as far as I know You're getting like over the shoulder view of the cat That's pretty cool <laughs> Mark says he watched slash participated in Show and Tell in the Glasses. Thirty minutes was about my limit before my eyes went, were buggy. Yeah, I, I don't really expect to go. <laughs> I don't expect to go uh 30 minutes either, but we'll get going. We'll do housekeeping and stuff and see see how it goes. Becca loaned me a frame of her glasses. <laughs> but I'm 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 definitely not a uh I don't have a three D printer, so I couldn't three D print the glasses, and so these these eyes are great, though. Props to Philby again for doing those. Unexpected Maker, hello. Nice wardrobe. Th- thank you. I did have another idea for a deep dive costume that I I already I had after I did this. <laughs> Biata says, they're having fun with i2c today. I think that board.i2c stem singleton idea will be helpful. Otherwise, the value error, scl1 in use, happens unless I power cycle. Interesting. It should de for you. Um. <laughs> uh, DCDS says, does the eye filter out the LED grid on the glasses? Not sure what you mean by that. Labs says oh man I got a nice laugh when I opened this on YouTube Hi Scott Hi Hams Labs and Mototima says the costume is plain awesome thank you Becca yeah she found it for me and then I was like ooh I can add the eyes too I can find the I think I I have the link so bug me later on Discord and I'll find the link if you do want to pick this one up I had to I paid for faster shipping so it was like 20 bucks but then. 10 bucks for shipping <laughs> But I was wearing it around a couple days ago My wife was getting a kick out of it um, Okay We're past time I think uh, folks that were <laughs> Folks that were expecting to join Have jo- <laughs> have joined The brain eventually See without the horizontal lines that the LED frame Puts in front of your eyes. Is this a character I should know So they, this coloring is meant to be Blinka So Blinka is the Circopython mascot Which is Blinka is like purple and pink on the belly and blue eyes. Blinka doesn't have the spikes, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Narodoc, for putting that emoji there. And Lamore totally called it, too. We were in a meeting on Wednesday, and I said, oh, and I'll probably dress up. And she's like, what are you going to be, Blinka? And I was like, no. <laughs> so, hi, Toddbot. I'm not used to wearing glasses, either. Your are Blinka. That's a character I should know. Ooh, Ham's Lab has an EL wire effect. Yeah, that might be the one. Doctor found the purple dinosaur one. It is a, like a purple dim- dinosaur, Kikurumi. So yeah. <laughs> OK, um, let's do housekeeping. We'll see how long I can keep the glasses on, but I think it would be fun. Like, as people are coming in, I think it would be fun, at least. Um, All right. So, hello, everyone. My name is Blinka. I mean, Scott (laughs) slash Blinka. Uh, This is a deep dive. Deep dives happen every week uh, on Fridays, usually uh, at 2 p.m. Pacific, which is just five minutes ago. Um, Next week or the week after, somewhere around there, the U.S. will shift. And that will mean that the time for everyone outside the U.S. will change. Um, so just be aware of that. Um, I'm in Seattle. I work remotely for Adafruit. So Adafruit is an open source hardware and software company based out in New York City. I work remotely in Seattle and I have for the last five years. Um, that's why times are in Pacific. Hi, Dylan. Uh, thank you for saying love with the costume. Um, if you want to support Adafruit and support me, uh, Adafruit pays me to sit here on <laughs> and stream uh, and do a lot of other development work. Uh, you can go to Adafruit.com, purchase some hardware there, check that out. And uh, if you don't know what CircuitPython is, uh, well, if you don't know what Blinka is, Blinka is the, the snake mascot of CircuitPython. And CircuitPython is a version of Python designed for microcontrollers uh, to teach people how to program on microcontrollers, uh, which are these little... Um, little inexpensive computers that i have on my desk here and actually i can which side is it on i actually what i'm doing is i have this clue <laughs> the clue has a STEM connector and a battery connector so it worked out um, so it's running circuit python on the glasses here and it's making the eyes go back and forth um, sherry says they're enjoying the costume they say it's a barney outfit it's not quite it's definitely the right colors for Barney, but it's meant to be Blinka, which is our, our snake mascot. Um, and I'll probably wear the... I have, I have contingency plans if I can't wear it all the whole time. Um, yeah, so that's CircuitPython and Adafruit. If you want to chat with me and a lot of others throughout the week, um, you can check out uh, the Adafruit Discord server, which is a chat server. Uh, you can go to adafruit slash discord to join us there. That's what the middle box here is, is, is the Discord live broadcast chat channel. Um, oh yeah, Barney has a green belly. I don't know. Does he? I don't know. This is Blinka, either way. <laughs> hi, Keith. Oh, I didn't say hi to you yet. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, so deep dives happen every week. Normally, Friday's at 2 p.m. Pacific, which has just passed. Um, And it's occasionally shifted to Thursdays if I want to do it that week, but want to take Friday off. Um, Otherwise, if I have something on Friday, I may take it off as well. I've been streaming pretty regularly for a while, so don't be surprised if I skip some weeks. Um, And then next week is on Friday, (laughs) Um, and it typically goes for two hours or more. So feel free to ask questions about CircuitPython electronics. I'll try my best to answer them. I may not be able to answer everything. Um, but I'll try And uh, I saw Bad Abby asks uh, Did anyone order a Raspberry Pi 2 W? Um, to be true Blinka You can't use your arms during this deep dive uh, Well, yeah Blinka must program with her mind And I just can't do that I can't manage to program with my mind I do like the, the cats like, like sitting on the chair Um I ordered, <laughs> no problem Sherry, I'm glad you enjoy the outfit <laughs> Everyone's enjoying it which is good um, I ordered a Raspberry Pi W. 2W uh, I guess we should start there um, I ordered it yesterday, it shipped out today from Adafruit and it'll get here on Monday um, so, next week we should be able to co- cover the 02W. Hopefully, hopefully, we'll be able to get CircuitPython running on it um, next week. Um, so, let's just talk about that. Let's go to the desktop here. <laughs> Unexpected Maker says, I ordered one, could only buy one, and going to put it in my MCU box and never use it. Ah, oh, that's a shame. Is Barney a green stomach? Is that what we decided? Yeah, Barney's a green stomach. So it is, I'm not that close to Barney, which is good. Um, okay, so folks, if you didn't see it, um, Raspberry Pi. <laughs> oh, I look like Ketzelblinka, the mascot of Dia de Circuit Python. Nice. Um, Yeah, so the Raspberry Pi Zero 2W was announced yesterday? Yesterday? Um, And it's a new Pi Zero from the Raspberry Pi uh, trading company. It is $15, so it's a little bit pricier than the originals, but um, the the originals were never actually that price. If you ever wanted to buy more than one, it was like $15 or something. So it's nice to see kind of real, quote-unquote, real pricing. Uh, on that, which is nice. It's got the same chip as the uh, Raspberry Pi 3 um, and they did some fanciness where they included the RAM in the package. So chips themselves are like silicon little pieces of silicon and then they get packaged to sit on the board and in some resin and maybe metal Um... (laughs) And uh, Yeah, so the uh, Pi Zero 2 has the, uh, has the same chip as the Pi 3, but the the package of the chip includes the 512 megabytes of RAM Um uh, makes it possible to put them all on there. Um, Minnesota Mentat said, Ex- excellent, would enjoy Blinka support for the Pi Zero 2W. Uh, I think it, I saw in my email today that it was already merged in. Uh, we just had to get the like CPU code. To be able to, to identify it, and I think it just works. So check that out. Um, but yeah, so so the really exciting thing about the zeros, um, all the zeros, but also this new zero, is that uh, the zeros are designed to be um, the zeros were designed to be the uh, they they have the USB device connector on them, um, which a lot of a lot of the Raspberry Pis kind of expect them to be the computer. Uh, but this way they have, uh, with, the, uh, with the zeros, they're, they're actually meant to be devices, which is really awesome, and that's kind of what CircuitPython does. So uh, that's why the zeros are really exciting. The, the chip that's in the 3, that's now on the zero 02 as well, is a 64-bit arm as well. So all of this work that I'm doing with Pi 4, like the 64-bit stuff will be pretty easy to port over. All the peripherals are the same except for the interrupts so uh, we'll have to do a little bit of interrupt work um, to get to the Pi3 chip um, but they shouldn't be too bad and there's there there are a lot fewer peripherals but the the peripherals they have are the same ones that are in the Pi4 as well so we got some questions let me go with that Uh, the four core with the W2 is uh, what's approximately four times faster yep yeah if you're talking multi-core stuff it's also 64-bit versus 32-bit, so you might get a little bit of a speed up there. Um, hello, Mark. Glad you're glad you're enjoying the costume. Um, Michael says, "Will CircuitPython for the Pi get support for the camera connector?" Uh, that's a great question. I haven't looked into it, so I can't. I don't know. It's it's not high on my list. Um, Jeff has been doing work with the camera stuff, so I wouldn't rule it out. Um, but it really depends on how well documented it is, um, because it relies on the, G- the GPU and stuff. So, uh, so we'll see. Um, I don't know, like the code doesn't even have i squared c support or SD card support at this point. So I'm hoping to get it to the point where we can all use it on the devices and then people will add the things that they're interested in. Um, Alvaro says, I'd love to see CircuitPython with the Pi camera. Yeah, I think it would be neat. I'd also, like, it's kind of in the same vein as, like, Bluetooth and Wi-Fi support. It's just, like, could be really tricky. We've started talking about USB host, though, which will be really exciting. Hey, Aaron. I'm glad you're enjoying my Blinka costume. Not quite Barney costume. Maybe they're relatives. Um... Somebody was saying uh, so the RAM was the customization by the Pi Foundation. That's my understanding is that. So, I think Raspberry Pi folks are trying to be more definitive between the foundation and the trading company because the trading company is actually a commercial entity and the foundation's a nonprofit. So that's why they split raspberrypi.org into two, .com and .org. So like all of this product stuff is actually happening on the dot-com side, um, so yeah, their innovation was the packaging, the chip itself is not not any different from what I understand. They had to change the clocking a little bit just because of heat dissipation of the package, but I don't think the chip is any, any different. Um, Mm. But the USB is still not a full USB, right? still just OTG? Like, it can't detect a device swap like in the Zero W. I would assume so. I think generally it is... I think generally the USB is going to be exactly the same as the original Zero. Like, there's the the USB stuff. (laughs) Ooh. Umut says, tell us more about USB host. Um... I think device swap means like it's running and you're like it's it's running in your switching devices and I don't know. So um, I've gotten Phil and Lamore a little excited about this Raspberry Pi stuff I think and uh, there was recently a story about the author of Dune and how he how they used like a old Windows computer with a DOS screen editing a screenplay program. And so the, the, Phil and Lemoir were thinking it would be kind of cool to mimic that, and the way to that we can mimic that is with CircuitPython host or USB host support. So um, TinyUSB has a little bit of host support in it already, and um, so we would build on that. It's just basic HID stuff, so like keyboards and mice, um, but that's enough for us right now. Um, I think I've got to take these glasses off, but we'll see I've gone 20 minutes. Oh yeah, thank you for the article So uh, we thought it would be kind of fun to like reproduce that in CircuitPython and Raspberry Pi actually came out with this Pi 400, which is a kind of all-in-one keyboard that has a Raspberry Pi in it, basically. And the way that the keyboard is connected to the Raspberry Pi bits is through uh, USB host. So um, Todd would love to help get USB host working, MIDI host working. Yeah, and make sure there's an issue on TinyUSB for it. Um, I think that would be neat. the cool thing, of, if we got that working, is that if you had a regular Pi 4 and we had USB host support, you would be able to plug a keyboard in and then use the regular Pi 4 just like you would the Pi 400. Um, so, <laughs> like, think about what CircuitPython means in a world where you're, like, all only interacting with CircuitPython. That's the only computer you have. One idea I've had is, like, with all this BLE workflow stuff, it would be really cool to be able to Edit the files on a Pi via BLE. Um, like imagine you have a Pi sitting under your TV, and you have a game running, or you're doing something with the TV, and you can use um, BLE to to like update and iterate on the code that's showing on your TV. Hi Dave. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think MIDI host is cool, or US- USB host is cool. So. To get it working on the Pi 400, we actually have to support... Um, there's an XHCI chip, which is a, a type of host controller for USB, and it's connected actually over PCI. PCI. Um, so that would have to be something that, that we figure out. And I asked Tack to look at it, he's got a few other things, but and he wanted to finish the USB, so the USB device support that we're using here. Um, yeah, Zork clone in CircuitPython There's also some really cool project that somebody's been doing called PyDOS um, That looks really neat too So that would be really cool in a Raspberry Pi as well um, Pico8, if people haven't seen it, is one of my inspirations for this stuff And they, they kind of all in one have running a game and editing the files And editing the tiles and all that stuff So I think there's some really cool stuff we could do is like CircuitPython as a, like an, an old OS um. <laughs> okay. I think I'm done with these glasses. I like I like how they look, but I think they're throwing my brain off a little bit. There we go. Um I can show you how I have it set up. It's it's like how a software engineer does hardware. Um So there's the glasses. These are the uh What are we calling them? I don't know. I forget what we're calling them. Eyelights, maybe? Um, They're uh, just released from Adafruit um, and uh, what you get is just the PCB and then what you do is you plug in uh, via Stemma to a controller and like I said earlier, the controller I'm using is actually a Clue. I've disabled the display so it's not changing at all anymore, uh, which speeds up all the code. But the nice thing about the Clue is that it has a Stemma connector and a power connector. I don't have, we designed a certain board for it, a uh, custom board for it, but uh, I don't have it. I, like, the glasses were were ordered before the controller was available. Um, so it's just like a regular pair of reading glasses that my partner had that she popped the lenses out of. And you can see I, I rubber banded it and then we tied it with string and then I rubber banded it. Apparently, rubber rubber bands are the things that I'm, <laughs> like, I'm most capable of using as a hardware thing. Um, so yeah. Anyway, that's my setup for the glasses. I think I might have to take that off too because I'm getting warm, even though the windows are open. I could put it back on later. Whew. I do have like two layers on. Okay. So, yeah, the 02W is really exciting because it's uh, going to be a really good, like, 15 bucks for, like, a half gig of RAM that CircuitPython can use. I posted this as a reply to Raspberry Pi earlier. I was like, you know, it's not spectacular for Linux because it doesn't have that much RAM, um, but it's epic for CircuitPython where we're, like, we're used to being, like, in the kilobytes and now we can have half a gigabyte or, or nearly all of that um, So Yeah I'm pretty excited I'm pretty excited that it's uh, It's going to make it really accessible uh, To have USB device through it um, <laughs> Mark says Halloween costumes always either so hot or so cold to wear Yeah Okay, so th- any other questions about the 0.2, uh, I figure we'll probably be able to... We could work on it next week when I have it, um, or maybe I'll work on it before. I don't know. It depends on how this SD card stuff it goes. So the last thing on my list is really to get SD card support, um, because that will complete the kind of like workflow for CircuitPython, where um, you plug in the device. So the, kind of the Raspberry Pi flow will be is you, you get an SD card, you flash it with CircuitPython, you pop it in your Raspberry Pi, and then you will be able to plug your Raspberry Pi into your computer. It will show up as a drive with code.py on it, and you'll be able to edit the file and it will run just like normal CircuitPython would. Um, if you have HDMI, you can plug in HDMI and you'll get the automatic display output on, on the HDMI display as well. Um, which would be really cool, and I think that's the reason, like I said last week or the week before or whatever, like the reason that I'm doing this is really because of the HDMI. I think that's a really cool thing to uh, give people access to is like what they can do on their TVs. Um, So what we have working right now is we have HDMI working and we have the USB REPL, uh, the USB serial connection working, and we have serial over UART working as well. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, JP says 0.2 is the ultimate board for CircuitPython Yeah, it was really good timing Really good timing for it to come out um, it, is, it is very much a good like step up Although we'll see it, it, One of the things that's going to be interesting Is like how much of the, the hardware APIs work well on the Raspberry Pi um, Whether they actually support everything Let me scooch this down um so that'll be interesting because like how weather how well like i squared c and spy work and stuff like that will be neat but the HDMI stuff is going to be really cool so um last week when we left off uh we had gotten i had showed that we had gotten all that working and and shout out to tac for getting usb working um this week tac actually last week it was working full speed but this week it's actually working high speed Um, Although I haven't actually switched my copy of CircuitPython over yet But on the tiny USB side, he's gotten high speed working on the Raspberry Pi 4 as well So that's pretty neat Um, And that's high speed device, that's not host mode Um, So Does the Raspberry Pi Pico support CircuitPython? Yes, it does, Andrew Yeah, we, we launched, when the RP2040 launched, we had CircuitPython available as well um <laughs> I had like a I had about a month head start on the on the RP2040. So we we w- supported it as quick as we could and it's been really nice because the RP2040 chip availability's been pretty good and it's pretty good cost as well. Um so it's pretty neat like RP2040 up to uh the Raspberry Pi 0.2 would be really neat um, Okay, so let me switch to So what we were Looking at last time is that the HDMI was really slow um, And I spent the good chunk of the start of the week working on that. I was convinced I was convinced and convinced and convinced that the caches were not on um, and I looked into this thing called the performance monitoring unit and spun my wheels a ton only to realize that yes caching was on but I wasn't caching enough Um, I wasn't caching that range where like all of the CircuitPython heap was and that was slowing me down a ton it turns out Uh, so let me switch to this so this is CircuitPython Um, amazing job with the PyPico thank you yeah it's a really cool chip like once I heard about it and got access to the data sheet it was like this is seriously impressive. Um, it was like another really good circuit Python chip. Um, and I think that the I think that the pi02w is probably in that camp too. Um, anyway, so what we had here, it's actually the other way around. What is the other way around? Um, Anyway, so here's the output. This is a slightly different resolution than what we were doing last time, and we can play around with that. Yes, CircuitPython supports the Bico. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay, so let me show you. Uh, Once I figured out that I needed to cache everything... (laughs) Adam, uh, late to the stream but I take it you're putting CircuitPython on the new zero. Uh, plan is to do that next week. I don't have one yet. Mine's coming next week. Pi 0 w or Py02w will be the most powerful CircuitPython device right? Yeah, I think that's safe to say. <laughs> it'll have the most RAM and the most, and it'll be the fastest. Um, but yeah, so last time when we were doing this the the scroll was really slow and it's really really responsive now <laughs> uh, because I turned uh, caching on for everything um, so let, let, let's let just play around with it that, so this resolution is a little bit different let's just tweak the resolution to see how well it does at larger sizes so this is actually... oh you can't see... Mergulid. Love TV says, "Sorry, what is Circuit Python?" So Circuit Python is a version of Python designed for microcontrollers, uh, which are very inexpensive computers um, that come on little electronics boards. Um, I'm actually running it bare metal, meaning no, without an operating system, on a Raspberry Pi here. So this is not running on my computer. This is running on a separate like Raspberry Pi compute module. Um, So I can do all the sorts of regular, um, (laughs) so I can do all sorts of Python-y things, um, and it's not running on my computer, it's running on a separate, separate separate thing. Um, Toddbot says, yeah, last week I saw GC Memphrey, and it was in the megabytes on the Raspberry Pi. Yeah, so that's only because I've hard-coded it to 32 megabytes right now. But it can actually be like hundreds or gigabytes of, of memory. There's no reason to do that. Um, or there, like I just The problem is, is that I can't take the full memory range because the GPU uses a chunk of it, and I haven't just figured that out. Um, with the big Pi logo on top of the zero two 2 chip, is it still a Broadcom CPU? Yes. Yeah, the the CPU part of it is all the same. I think it's just how it's packaged. <laughs> Adam says, CircuitPython on my three new zeros coming will be the best Christmas ever." Awesome. Yeah, and I do want to support the original zero as well. It's going to take a little bit, a little more work because it's an older ARM CPU. But there's no reason we we there's no fundamental reason we can't. It's just. At some point, I'm going to have to do the work to like support all of the range of the Raspberry Pis. But I think we should be able to support all of the Raspberry Pis. The challenge is, is that like, the USB device stuff won't work very well on boards that aren't designed for that. Um, <laughs> that's how you get HDMI faster. Extend the memory into the GPU range and just write to it. Um, yeah, so the the way that... Oh, for unexpected maker says, the slower flash, SD is slower than embedded flash, right? Or is it faster? I think it all depends. There's certainly lots of different types of flash. But the reality is, is that like, generally, because you have so much RAM, everything just lives in RAM. And then getting things from RAM to the CPU is all like, there's two levels of caching there. So it's and when it comes to actually writing and reading blocks on Flash, it's going to be about the same. Um, uh the Pi. I, I I assume it's not the Pi Foundation; it's the Pi Trading Company. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know the distinction between the two. Um, at this point, I don't for for ST support. I don't care. Like. All I care about is, is starting to get it to work. But I thought what I would do is actually play around with the resolution. So uh, let's go with the desktop with the HDMI. Um, that's even better news. I got like four original zeros. Yeah. So I think once I get um, once I get the uh, once I get SD card working. The, the thing I'm in, inter- the peripheral that's controlling the SD card is in all Pies. So once I do that and I get the baseline there, before I merge it all in, I'm going to want to, like, tidy it all up so that, um, so that we can support all the Pies, basically. And, and I think also boards that have it as a compute module. Um, so, yeah, it's just... It's going to take a little work to like branch out and support all the boards, but it shouldn't be too bad. Um, Anyway. (laughs) Let's experiment with these. Uh, So what we were looking at last time is 640 by 480. So let's just do a build. And and one thing we can do in the future is we can actually detect and decide on what... And ah, uh, I think this needs to be, so I was working on SD card support so let me just comment that back out I was having trouble with my iCloud backup too, but I switched to Google Photos for photos I just want to show what the, the refresh performance is on the larger display sizes I think it's a, li- it's a little no- noticeable on 1080p, but it's not too bad, um, if I remember right. I just tried it once, and I was like, I kind of like how cute it is when, <laughs> when it's all chunky. So, let's see. so there's the bootloader. Lost your stream. How's Twitch look, folks? YouTube look okay? It looks okay from here YouTube... You see the REPL, okay. YouTube okay. Yeah, if you're on Twitch and it's not working, go ahead and slide over to YouTube. It looks like it's working there still. Uh, YouTube.com slash Adafruit will get you there. Okay, so here's the 640 by 480 REPL, and we can see it's still pretty quick. Um, Like, maybe it's not perfectly fast? Mototemo says, looking forward to receiving Pionor and trying out this bare metal circuit python on the CM4. Thank you, Timon and Tanu. I should get mine out. I haven't tried it on mine. I, ha- I have an early pre-production one. Have a good one, doctor. Have a good walk. I'm gonna go for a walk after I'm done streaming. I gotta go get some groceries. Um, and just for uh, comparison's sake, let's try 1080p and just see how it is. Um, Cause it does work. It's just a lot of pixels. Maybe the person lost thought they lost the stream because of the color bars. Color bars are okay because the pie is off right now. You shouldn't see color bars on the one that like the box that where my my picture is. Oh, the cat's still there okay so this is a this should be in 1080p I think it does get squished I assumed it was my twitch that messed up oh so it is it is twitch that I guess they didn't hear me <laughs> I guess I should put it in the chat they can't hear me say like oh I think it's fine there is some text displayed mid-boot. That's the bootloader? That is my understanding, yeah. <laughs> Timon forgot about the stream. You missed my Blinka costume. I have eyes too, but I took them off. But I could just wear it like this and not be able to see. Um, yeah, so it's like... Not too bad? So this is like 1080p and I don't know why it going chunk chunk that might be the might be display IO so this is not perfect but it's also 1080p and it's tiny <laughs> um, so it's it's seems a bit blurry here it could be it's it's totally possible. I'm using a capture card and I'm not sure it can actually do 1080p. Chris says, coming from Arduino, I find setting up Adafruit CircuitPython hard work. Are there any plans to make it this a simpler process, for example, moving it to a Java IDE? No, we don't have plans on moving to like a, a Eclipse IDE, um, but I would recommend Mew if you haven't looked at Mew. Um, Mu, it's an editor that like kind of does it all, all together, which should help some. Um, I mean, there's certainly lots of room to optimize this. So remember, display I/O does dirty rectangle tracking, and that will apply here. And so if you're doing a game where you have a character just moving, like it should be nice and smooth. Um, but yeah, the artifacts could be the capture card as well, although we didn't see them with the smaller resolution. So let's just switch it back I kind of like the 640 by 480 Mew is definitely a good experience, yeah Yeah, I recommend that We do try to... one of the reasons that it's more confusing is that we try to not keep you in one editor like Arduino does We do want to be more flexible and work with more things That's a, a goal of mine uh looks like Twitch Twitch is still not loading. It looks okay from restream. <laughs> Why isn't it loading? Um, Oh, and she points out that there's a VS Code extension that can help, too. Keith, thanks for the link. Glad people are enjoying it. (laughs) Okay. yeah, and I, Chris, if you're if you continuing to have trouble with CircuitPython, the Discord server is really a great place to get help. Um, you can go to the URL adafru.it slash discord, and I will type that in. Um, and there is a help with Python channel that folks are really helpful in. Not even a slight movement. I wonder if I could just turn Twitch off. What if I do this? <laughs> I think it's it should be off. Maybe if I... Can I turn it back on? Fawny also works a circuit by them from what I hear. I believe so, but I... Fonny likes to work in a very weird way. It uses, at least in MicroPython, I think there's a CircuitPython mode that doesn't do this, but if you try to do it in CircuitPython, it throws it off. They try to load like chunks of code in via the REPL or the raw REPL, and it's just not usually what, not the way that we're used to supporting for CircuitPython. Okay, so I was switching the resolution back. (laughs) <laughs> Python 3.10 has deprecated distutils. Spent my day on that for the Yocto project It's nice to not worry about that with CircuitPython I like how it tells me it, the files seem identical <laughs> Even if they're not quite Okay, great, Twitch is back Okay, I just toggled it on and off <laughs> I turned it off and back on again via restream So that's cool. I'm glad I didn't like mess up the other streams. Yeah, so that's the bootloader that you see blip there. And you can also see my uh, SD card print debug. All right, any questions or should we get into SD cards? So usually what we would have in CircuitPython is we would have um, some flash either inside the chip itself uh, or we would have flash on the outside of the chip and in a like spy flash configuration. And both in those cases, the type of flash is spy nor flash. um, And it like doesn't wear but it's also like pretty large so you can't get a ton of flash in a very small space Um, but things like emmc chips and sd cards which i guess basically use the same protocol they use what's called nand flash which you can have higher densities of uh, but over time it wears out and so what you have to have is you have to have a microcontroller inside of the sd card that will balance how all of the chip uh components like the the nan flash itself is used to balance it out so that um, it doesn't just like stop working really quickly so there's this protocol that the sd card folks and emmc folks support that is how the host computer or whatever talks to the sd card and i'm implementing it for the second time um, Should you have some knowledge of Python before learning CircuitPython? I don't think so. Um, I don't think so, Dave, but you should feel free to use Python resources to learn Python as well. Um, Yeah. Py4 is ARM64, so theoretically, you could port CircuitPython to the M1 chip. Yes. Theoretically, I could port it to every chip. (laughs) But it, it gets harder and harder and less and less interesting. Um, like I said, the Pi is really interesting from the perspective of uh, HDMI and low-cost. Low-cost HDMI. Um, she says they learned Python by writing Circuit Python. Yeah, so the core, and Dylan did as well, so the core... The core of Python is just like Circuit, py- or the core of Circuit Python is like Python. So, just don't like we don't have great resources of like how to learn Python with Circuit Python. Just take a look at Python resources for learning Python, and then you they should apply to Circuit Python as well. It's something we thought about. <laughs> um, okay, so SD cards. SD cards are technically proprietary, but the SD card folks have, um, let's go to the desktop. Um, I don't need to do any, I don't think I need to show the HDMI stuff anymore if we're going to be working on SD cards here. Um, to honest, not sure why I would use bare metal circuit python over Blinka. so. My, the reason that I would do that is, uh, and Bruce took it away, um, my argument for, for bare metal circuit Python over blinkit is it's really easy to set up, much easier to set up than Linux is, and it just does one thing, um, so it's easier to maintain as well. So that, that would be my pitch. <laughs> And of course, I like, I definitely like this like retro computer feel, uh, which I think is neat too. (laughs) Okay, so let's see here. Spelling mistake. Well, I answered your question. So we looked at this. And I don't need that. And I don't need this. So here's the implementation this is this was originally based on some micropython code, but I went through and read a, a lot of it um, so this is a Python implementation of how you talk to a circuit Python or not circuit Python to an SD card Um, <laughs> So so there's like a number of ways that you can talk to an SD card. Is that smaller font than normal? Yeah, I haven't made it bigger. I can make it bigger. I think I usually do. I'm a little afraid of making that go away all the time. So here's a version of the code that I did a while back um, in 2017 and uh. It is just pure Python using spy to talk to a uh, micro SD card. So micro SD cards you can talk to via spy, but the faster speeds that you want, the more kind of data lines that you want. So so you can get instead of getting one bit at a time, you can get four bits or eight bits at a time. Um, so. This is just a version for Spy, but we'll be looking at the, the wider version a little bit, too. Timon says, I'm currently building automation to set up a Pi image for use with Pi and Otherwise, it would take a long time to get it going from a bare, bare image. Still not no match to the quick setup of bare metal circuit Python. And also, there's a lot of I.O. stuff that you couldn't do under a Linux kernel, like bit banging is quite hard slash limited in a non real time OS. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see the bit-banging stuff. I mean, that's a nice thing, like, the GC would run. I don't know how we'll do NeoPixel. I haven't thought about that. But given that we have so much RAM, we'll probably just do NeoPixel over Spy under the hood. Um, be nice if this chip had a PIO in it, let me tell you that. That would be amazing. Hi, Dexter. Okay, so I did this driver. This is one of my references for it. Um, You can see initialize card, um, you clock the card, and then there's a sequence of stuff here for uh, doing initialization, reading the card, figuring out what its capabilities are, stuff like that. So um, that's what this code is doing. Man, my brain is not here. Can you tell it's Friday afternoon? This must be the costume. So, yeah, this is one reference I have, another reference I've been looking at, and I don't, I kind of want to show this and I kind of don't want to show this. So, um, there's this awesome, awesome, awesome BZT source Raspberry Pi tutorial. And they have this example for read sector and I'm looking at (laughs) sd.c. She says I can't wait for the hopefully inevitable Raspberry Pi with PiO yeah that would be amazing I that would require like a whole different chip though so who knows I drink some water yeah I've got more water here some basic understanding of Python will help yeah that's true I think it's pretty quick to drop in but obviously I'm biased so I just wanted to point out so I've done some code reviews I think on the stream before but I was trying to use this code earlier and I want to just point out some habits that I think lead to more confusing code Is that the nice way to put it <laughs> the not nice way is like I want to rant a little bit about some of the stuff they did in this code as I was using it as a source so I thought I wanted to take this as a learning opportunity for, for things that we you probably shouldn't do when you're writing code. Um, these, of course, are my opinions. So these defines are great. I like these defines. Um, one thing that throws me off, and maybe this is in some circles a pattern, but this is actually a declaration of one, two, three, four, five different global variables. Um, and none of them are labeled what they do. <laughs> so when I was looking at the the code earlier, it was definitely weird of like, this shouldn't be... Like, what is this global doing? Why are we like mixing globals and non-globals? Um, which is weird. So that, that was one of the first things. And then... Um, I do a different style for reading registers because I'm used to the SVD generated structs, Um, so I'm redoing all this. Um, One thing that they do well is that they're doing timeouts, which is awesome. But one thing that throws me off a lot is that they're doing multiple things on a single line. So this is like declaring int and then it's a while loop. And one thing here is like this statement here is inside the while loop, but they don't have the curly braces, which makes me boggles my mind, too. You sh- In my opinion, you should always have curly braces. <laughs> yeah, Raspberry Pi just announced the build hat for Lego, and that has an RP2040 on it. I was wishing they broke out USB so we could run it just with Circuit Python directly. <laughs> like, it doesn't need to be a hat. Just like talk to it, talk to it directly or like just use it directly from CircuitPython in my opinion, of course. Um, So that's one thing that really weirds me out. They do these multiple declarations. So like R and M I think start with this value, but maybe I'm wrong or maybe R is not initialized. Um, That again, they're like, Putting, I don't know why they're insisting on everything to go on one line And then you can see, like, this else here um, Which is really throwing me off um, Yeah, just, like, some really weird things And then, like, weird globals as well Like, here is accessing SDR. Um Umut says, is there a native async library in CircuitPython? I found a library called async-cp. It works for me now, but it would be better to use the native way. Uh, We just talked with Damien. We're working on, like, Dan is actively working on this. We're planning on at least getting the async-io version from MicroPython going. Um, But I would recommend the other stuff, too. It's, It's no problem. Um... Right now we only have the keywords in what's released, but we're, we're working on adding a little bit more. This reminds me of Plan 9 source code. Hmm. <laughs> Remind me not to look at that. So the reason I'm looking at this code is presumably it works and it's for the Raspberry Pi 3, which is gonna be the same setup. Um, but yeah, these like trailing elses with ifs were th- really throwing me off all of this masking and like here here's here's four statements all on the single line and i'm just like i don't know why that's the case um anyways and then oh yeah and i was doing this like clock initialization and like all these variables oh the other thing they're all single letters so that's really a bad habit in my opinion like, use single-letter letter, letter var- variables very sparingly, not in the sense of, like, you're going to use them the entire function. Um. <laughs> if you can't read the code, can you really trust that it works? Are there many test cases? Oh, David. I cannot trust that it works, although I could run it. Um, And I don't think there are any tests and it's only been edited twice So I I'm not sure that the person who wrote it can actually maintain it either So I'm definitely just using it as a reference Um. (laughs) Ardorsnod said, this is exactly the reason why I use an IDE and reformat all All source code before reading it. That's a good point Could a lot of these large if groups be switch statements? They could. They could be switch statements. Um, It's just very weird spacing too. And yeah, I guess you're like, I could just run it through a formatter. Um, But yeah, like figuring out, I still don't know what this math does. I just came up with my own math. So I have a lot of different things to reference. I don't have to reference just one thing, which is nice. Um, But it is cool to see, like, okay, well, they're doing, like, pin initialization, but they're doing, like, some weird pin initialization stuff. And so, like, I left that commented out. Um, And host version. and, And, like, this is setting a global. So I guess one thing for this code is, like, you could change the... The naming style for the global state, um, although I guess I don't, I don't necessarily do that either. Um, it's nice that there's these prints to tell you what's happening. Um, but yeah, so that's that's one reference I've been looking at. Um, circle is kind of like the opposite end. So circle is a is a bare metal, and I should give credit to these folks like. I would not have gotten this far without all of these folks writing tutorials on bare metal pie Like it's really nice that those that they exist. And Circle is really nice too, but Circle is also uh, C plus plus and it's GPL two. Um. <laughs> Hi G three holiday. I can put my glasses back on. I've been I've been slowly like coming out of my blinka costume here. Um. So this is really well commented and it's actually it looks like this is not GPL. This doesn't say GPL in it. It might be might be more liberally licensed, but it's C. So this is kind of the opposite end. It's like very well structured, but that means that it's like kind of not dense. Um, so this is a good re- This is a good reference too. Um. For the like pi specific stuff. Simple i squared c debugging interface, but when I say the state of your board being demoed on YouTube, I didn't realize the hoops required. What hoops did you did you hit, Chris? Be curious. <laughs> <laughs> um. The deep dive cha- time cha- times will change in a couple of weeks because the US has not done the daylight savings time yet. So aware of that. Um, get base clock is nice. I'm actually ignoring this and just using a default, which I think is right. Um, but yeah, let's just. Oh, I guess I should also point out that the, um, the full specs of SD cards are gated behind the people that actually pay for it but they have simplified specs that you can download off sdcard dot something sdcard.org um you can get these simplified specifications um you just have to read their thing that agrees that they, they own it still which is silly um but i did that and so i have these things as a reference as well. So they're giant PDFs with no table of contents. Um, well, no, no table of contents that shows on the left here. Um, they do have a table of contents. It's just not browsable like I usually browse it. Um, but yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Christian just jumped in and said, Hey, excited to put CircuitPython on the new Raspberry Pi Zero. I've got one on the way and I want to give it a try. How's that effort going? Um, Mine comes on Monday Mine comes on Monday So It depends on Yeah, it depends on how quickly This SD card stuff gets done (laughs) Because I want to do that first Like, it's not really CircuitPython Until Until we have the the flash That you can write code to Um, And that makes testing easier too Right, is if you can actually Write code to, to CircuitPython Rather than having to, like, copy it to the REPL every time. Um, I mean, Lamar had one, like, a day before I did, or I don't know how long she had it, but, like, she either had one and then she had a bunch, and when she had a bunch, they were on the site, and I was able to order one. And I ordered it next day, like, they pay for me to do next day. The problem is is that I ordered it last night after shipping went out, so it was shipped this morning, and next day is business day. So I'll get it on Monday. Yeah, the YouTube chat lag is slow. I have it set to normal latency so that the auto captions work. If you want it fa- faster, I think the Twitch stream is going again. Oh, Christian says, I also met the normal Raspberry Pis. Oh, we've we've made lots of progress. Let me show you. I think it's still on. Um, this is the REPL that you can access over UART or USB um, and it is HDMI as well so I can type in here and do one plus one if I can hit the one so it's uh, a <laughs> oh Keith, Keith says it's we're still live on Twitch and it's much much faster so if you're having trouble with the YouTube lag um, go ahead and switch over to Twitch and it'll be quicker um, you can even stay in the YouTube chat if you want to. <laughs> Either way. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's working quite well. Um, so the USB is working. Uh, the last piece is this uh, SD card piece, which is going to be kind of two tasks. It's one, getting all the SD card reading working from within CircuitPython. And then the second thing is hooking that into the USB side of things. So making uh, SD cards show up as mass storage devices via USB, which I sh- should have talked about sooner. Because it should be actually quite exciting if I do it right. Because we've had some people say, like, it's great that I can have my CircuitPython device plugged in and I can read the onboard flash. But it would be great because I have this SD card that I could sh- see it there, too. And so um, I actually do want to um, I do want to think about that second step of, like, connecting SD card to the USB in a way that we can actually make it um, Actually actually make it work kind of across all the things So that anytime you have an SD card You'll be able to actually read it Over USB Ideally um, Not sh- exactly sure what that would take But um, that was That's kind of the goal of that second step And um, <laughs> Timon says that's really quite fast now Is that all from using caches It is In particular it's from setting uh, The data ranges to cache Like I talked about that um little bit Columdrum says i'm a bit lost is this circuit by running bare metal on a pi with no raspbian correct 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 it's running with no other operating system i did actually switch we talked about exception levels a few weeks ago i think um, and we were running an el2 and, which is the hypervisor level and like i kept running into problems where like the defaults for el2 were not what i wanted and so one thing when I was trying to get all the caching working is I actually switched to EL1. So it, it the code now switches down to EL1, which is the, the OS exception level. So EL, EL1 is OS, and then EL0 is like for user code. Um, so all of CircuitPython now is running in EL1. Um, as of what I p- pushed earlier this week when I was trying to get all the caching going. But yeah, the caching just... Dramatically made it faster. It was awesome. I was like waiting for that, and I was thinking it was because the caches were off, and it wasn't that they were off. It's just that there was so much it was doing, still hitting memory that it, that it was. Sad. Yeah. So this is the 640, 640 by four hundred and eighty speed, and it's it's quite quick, and it's going into kind of a like low grade capture card. So I'm not exactly sure how well the capture card's capturing it either. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, pretty neat. It's going pretty well. Um, so we're making lots of progress. USB works too. This is over UART uh, that I'm interacting with it, but U- USB does work, or at least last time I tried it, it works. And TAC added high-speed support this week, but the I haven't integrated that into CircuitPython yet. Um, I'm waiting for it to actually be merged into TinyUSB so I can switch to a, like a, main, a main commit of TinyUSB. Um, And then I'll be able to do a pull request to merge in the Broadcom stuff into CircuitPython. And there's board stuff that I have to do there as well. Um, But yeah, so I'm working on SD cards. That's uh, because I want to have a place where you can store code. Um, So let's get to that. So here's my code. I should show my code after criticizing somebody else's. Um, so what I'm doing right now is for testing. All I'm doing is I'm just calling the SD card code from BoardNet, which just starts on startup. Um, and in fact, when I'm testing like reading and writing, I'm going to do that here as well. Randall says, "What about display IO? Uh, display IO is working. Oh yeah, you can't see my code. Thank you. Uh, display IO works uh, via the HDMI. So that's what you're seeing here because I forgot to switch to the desktop." is uh, HDMI output from HDMI output from the Pi being captured by an HDMI to USB adapter. Um, so display IO is working. Oh man. YouTube is slow. Okay, so here's my code. I know that the YouTube folks are behind. It's because I I wanted the captions on. Um, Twitch is faster according to Keith. So if if it's too slow for you on YouTube I I know it's the setting I set, Uh, they made it clear that you don't get auto-captioning. So here's my code. Uh, So this is in BoardNet. So in BoardNet, all I'm doing is I'm going to just do like all my test SD card stuff. Um, I was a bit overwhelmed like yesterday and I was procrastinating doing this SD card stuff. And I kind of got to get over that hump of just being like, I just got to get this card working. (laughs) Right, like supporting all SD cards is like quite the challenge. But it's like, okay, I'll get this card working that I have in mind. And that should cover a lot of cards. And then, um, David, thank you for doing time codes. Um, Yeah, so I'll get this SD card working. I'll get it working from C first. So initialized and like reading and writing a block. Or just reading a block, maybe. And uh, then... Once I get that stuff working, then I can uh, connect all the USB stuff and the file system stuff in CircuitPython. Um, So, like, first steps, trying to, like, bite off just as much as I could handle, not, like, all of it all at once, Um, and then go from there uh, and iterate. So trying to get over that hump. Of course, it's Friday, so we'll see how far I get today, but i am kind of checked out. (laughs) I was, like, really, really, really focused on all the cache stuff, like, could not get to sleep because I was thinking about it, focused uh, earlier in the week, so I'm kind of a bit burned out. Um, but I feel like I've, I've I've recovered a little bit here, so let's take a look at this SD card stuff. It should be pretty straightforward. So um, we already have this API called SDIO IO. <laughs> um, oh Todd, you're gonna get you're you're totally nerd sniping me. Um, <laughs> With this big chunky font, CircuitPython needs to implement CBM ASCII to get cool map building letters. Let me tell you what I was thinking about. Because we have so much RAM, <laughs> let's take a detour, shall we? So that I don't have to work on SD card stuff. Um, Mark says that's how this Friday is going to. I feel you. It's totally okay. So I was thinking about this. Like One thing, thinking about the fantasy console fantasy space, which is like, People, people of a certain age are nostalgic about basic and, and uh, learning computers in the basic world. And what I'm really hoping to do with CircuitPython on the Raspberry Pi is to mimic that, but modernize it. And so there's a couple ways that I was thinking about having it modernized. Um, and what Todd's talking about where you can build graphics out of a grid of characters is really cool. But there's two things I was thinking we need for that. One is um, so nerd fonts are really cool. I don't know if folks, I think we've shown this before. So nerd fonts are um, where all of these non, all of these icons are merged into a font um, that also has characters. So I don't know if they have a, oh, that's not no, no. So it's kind of hard to see but there's like different sets of like power line symbols and font awesome and weather icons um, palm icons material design icons all get merged together by this project nerd fonts and if you look at downloads what they actually have is they have different fonts that you can have that have been they've taken all the characters and then patched all of these icons into them as well so i actually have that like in my terminal like i use nerd fonts um which is really neat. So I was thinking, one thing we need for CircuitPython on the Raspberry Pi is we need a giant bitmap of like all of the nerd font, um, so that that's one thing people can use to like construct these images. Um, very similar, very similar to what Toddbot's talking about with the the C64 style. So I think this is like the modern version of that. Um, does CircuitPython use Unicode strings? It does. Um, so that brings me to the second thing. If we do TweeMoji, um, so Twitter has open sourced their emojis, turns out. Um, where's the website? And those are the, the emojis that are used in Discord which is very neat. Where is the... Oh, it's right here. So this might look familiar. So this is the emoji that you get in CircuitPython. Um, And it's all open source and and attribution licensed. So um, another bitmap of things that I thought would be really cool is actually to take all of the... Uh, twee emojis and put them in a giant bitmap. So you could you could do that like I'm making a game with all these characters, but the characters are like different emojis and things like that. I thought it would be really, really cool. Um, and just to show, I don't know how to type emoji on on the computer, so I'll copy and paste one. So if we just go here, you can copy it and if you look in here, this is circuit Python. And if I just say s equals the emoji, um, it prints there. Let's see what it happens on display iO. I think display i.O will be confused. <laughs> yeah, so display i.O. doesn't know it, so it just it just omitted it. Um, but it does round trip correctly here so now if I print s it will like print the the unicode character back to me um and we've done I've done some work to make sure that the if you put unicode in file names and stuff it will work as well I got pretty wild with it when I was on mobile and like the emoji keyboards right there like that was pretty fun oh and the other thing I was enjoying is that you could actually use it as variable names so you can say like Smiley face is hello, and then print smiley face, and you get hello back, um, <laughs> which I think is pretty neat. Uh, you want to go out, Kitty? Oh, I gotta take my my mic off. I'm gonna let the cat out. Hold on, it's just a sec. Don't wanna get Spook, spook, come on. Time to go out. You made me get up. Okay, here's the bottom of my costume. It is a full tail. Are you going to go out or not? All right. Make me get up again. Oh, I need an OBS template update I do, um, I do have desktop with HDMI I don't have one that has all, that has both When do cats listen, that's a good point Mototimo says, I learned basic when I was six to eight years old Oh, you're gonna come on my lap Is that what you're doing? He doesn't know what he wants um, meta plus dot on plasma i think for what come on you gonna come on my lap or not (laughs) when they feel like (laughs) smiley face variable names have become a valid single character variable name in my lexicon yeah i know right Anyway, I thought that was kind of neat that, that that all works And a lot of that is thanks to uh, to the MicroPython folks I, I just had to tweak a little bit of stuff but. Have a good night Dave, sleep well maybe, maybe when Daylight Savings hits it'll shift it for the better for you I don't know, hopefully No need to shrink it down to an 8-bit code page UTF eight is variable length encoding, not fixed length. Um, kitty, he just wants pets. He's like, yeah. Um. Anyway, so that that's my detour, Todd. Uh, for you, is that I think it would be really cool. Really cool to have because we have so much space on the Raspberry Pi to have A font with a lot of stuff on it. Um, Did you lose me? Oh, my keyframe interval is dropped. Look okay? Is the video feed blinking gray? It might be Restream having problems. In CPython you can only use Unicode characters and variable names if they belong in the letter class. Hmm. Seems like Twitch is having some trouble. Although Restream's telling me I don't have enough keyframes. Don't go that way. Come up come up this way. You know how to get up here. He wants I have the like key my keyboard like set further back. Um Oh, so this is not valid CPython? (laughs) Adafruit Pythons being a gig download. I don't think it'll be that big. I downloaded all the emojis and it's only like three megabytes for a 72 by 72 PNG of everything. Well, that makes me a little sad. Maybe, maybe, maybe... C-Python should change what they can have as a variable. We'll push them for it. Right, Spook? Um, Okay. Let's get at least one step further. Oh, nice. Let's get one step further, maybe more, on this SD card stuff. It should be pretty straightforward. Okay, so that's the outside. This SDIOIO interface already existed. If he goes over to the door... This cat. Um, Unicode an emoji variable. names was one of my favorite features of Swift when it came out. So let's see. So let's do this send if condition and get that working. So what I have here, and you can't see it, sorry. So this is, again, I. We we just need to figure out how to have like, the chat control what view is showing up. Um, so this is uh, the next command that I have to get working, and we'll see what it does. Um, so this is an SDIO iOS SD card. And you can see here's like the the pin setup stuff that I didn't do. Um, yeah, it makes a remote door opener, or forces the cat to stay in here. Uh, I have this nice these GPIO pin set functions, so I'm using those. I'm not actually checking that the pin numbers are right, because there's only like on the Pi Four there's two options where the pins can be, and on the other Pies it's just a one, one or two options as well. So. Uh, I can always do that code later. Um, Remember, it's like, don't get hung up. Just keep going and and go from there. So I have no idea what this r equal or r ampersand thing is, which is confusing. (laughs) Oh, I get it. I didn't get it, Mark. Pi equals 3.14. i like to help start a foundation to give away boards to kids to learn CircuitPython I think Adafruit might actually have a .org now um, I think they set that up So maybe email Phil and be like Do you want to do this? I don't know how it works but All right, I'm getting distracted So we want to send this command But I was a little uncertain how this second argument works. So there's a couple things we can look at. Uh, Let's look here. Let's stop getting distracted by fonts. And there's a couple of places we should look. One is this SD card. So how do we initialize the card here? We do it. the CRC stuff. Nice haircut. Thank you. Yeah, so here's a knit card. We've done command zero. One, one thing that's bad about this code is that we don't have, um, I don't know what the 90, f- oh, the 95 is the CRC. I didn't put names for the commands in this code. And I, I think I did that as a, code size optimization, which is probably the wrong call now that I'm trying to look back at this. Um, but yeah, I think the last, the, the, this argument here is the CRC. Um, so command 8, and then this, and RB7. So that's the response byte. So if you look, we have, I meant to find these. on Twitch there's a lot of solutions in Node Red and a module that talks to the Twitch API and you can trigger ops changes. The problem is is just like it's just not my priority. My priority is doing this Raspberry Pi stuff. I'd like to get to the point where it's not all like I spent weeks on code that is not mainlined yet. So it would be nice. Be nice to do that. it's good to review your own code when you've forgotten yeah I'm doing that now the code's changed a little bit since I wrote it like the CRC stuff I hadn't added somebody else added that I think Um, but yeah so I think this is the I don't know what this send if condition is so let's find that in the docs so it's in here functional description uh, commands oh, and then there's response types as well um, so we'll want to take a look at that so commands and if we look at command 8 it says it's a basic command this is like telling you like when, when commands have to be available are you using an SDIO peripheral or SPI? Uh, this is an SDIO peripheral. Um, I am not using SPI. What commands are mandatory? And then this is what they are, and they have these nice abbreviations. So I found in the Espressif IDF they have uh, they had pound defines for these. And they had gotten them from OpenBSD, I think, which is cool So the send if condition sends the SD memory card interface condition Which includes host supply voltage information and asks the card whether the card supports the voltage So... Do you want to come up or you want to go out? Kitty Are you going to stick around for when we have to say goodbye to folks? He's like, I couldn't wait that long, Dad. You have to pet me sooner. Um, And then it says, let's just go back here to the responses. And it's response format 7. The card supported voltage information in 3.3 volt range is sent by the response command 8. Um... He's getting anxious, I think he wants to go out. So I think what it will do is it'll just echo it back to us. So I think we should be able to run this and then what we'll get back is, so response zero, let's print that out. All right, let me kick this cat out, sorry. (laughs) Come on. You're getting kicked out He's like, No, that's what I want Although, what, like yesterday? Or this week he actually meowed at the door to be let in <laughs> So I was gonna say that this is the last of the cat But who knows um, okay, so so let's just do this and then we'll print out the result. and let's do it as hex Let's just go one at a time here and If sd error return sd error, which is like it's a global which is just like ah, so weird and Then let's see what this does. So Well, let's get that far, this is complicated Um, The Raspberry Pi actually has two SDIO peripherals uh, in the new one I think in in the Raspberry Pi 4 only Or no, it's in the Pi 3 as well the license wall for the SD simplified specs make me sad. It makes me sad too. Um, makes me sad too. And they make you scroll down to download it. Like that means that you read it. Sync. We should get the output here again. We got zero back. I don't think that's right. Is that right? I think we're supposed, I thought we were supposed to get the same value back. I think I'm supposed to get the same value back. What do we do in the Python? Do we check it in the Python? Because I know the Python code works for a number of cards. So it says, command 8, this thing, data block false, rb7, equals r. What is r? R1, idle state or illegal command. So let's see what command does. It might be that I'm, actually, it might be here. Card interface condition. start bit, transmission bit, command index, reserve bits, PCIe, PCIe voltage, echo back of check pattern. (laughs) R is R. CRC end bit. The card that accepted the supplied voltage returns the R7 response. not supported, not accepted I feel like we should get the one card status (laughs) so how do we get a response back. So command does, we create the buffer. If we're given an argument, which we give, we pack it in. This is a byte array, so that's okay. Um, And then the response buffer. Oh, it's a buffer to read a data block response into. Card right. Good night, Deshippu. Hmm. But this is the SPY interface. So let's take a look at the other example. I mean, maybe that's fine and we should just keep going. Let's see this does send command, send if condition. And then what does it do special for that? Oh, that's what I was, that's what I'm missing. Send if condition, we wait. Which I don't know why it waits. If condition, if. If the argument, if the response matches the argument, then everything's okay But I think what I'm missing is that the (laughs) Math last week, deep dive on standards Yeah, reading standards docs is so much fun At least they're documented, right? I I can complain all I want, but I'd rather have Large confusing docs than no docs at all. Okay, so I think what we need to do is is what I'm missing is that if we look at the commands in this example, the commands are actually f- a full 32 bits worth. Um, but if we pull up, I have it here, so this is the command register, the command tm register, and the command index. Uh, so there's 64 commands for SD cards. And so they're, um, what, five bits? Is that five bits? Six bits? Six bits. Um, so they're, they're actually in like these upper bits, which is the command index. And then there's command types. Um, and if we look, I've been experimenting with the SD card module in CircuitPython, but it stops the code if there's no card in the reader. Hmm. Is it the circuit Python code? It might expect you to check the usually there's a, a card present or forget what it's called. Usually there's a pin that you can check before. Uh, before you do that. So that might be why. It expects you to make sure there's a card there first. It should raise an exception though. If it doesn't raise an exception then uh, file a bug if it, it if it hangs just like waiting forever. Then file a bug, please. Um, okay, so I think the missing piece here is that if we look back at the command, the commands they actually have more bits set than just the command itself. Um, and so what we've got to figure out is how we want to manage that in our world. Um, and so I think what these bits. are here are the 1, 2, 3, 2, 3 is um, the response type. So if we look at uh, at this, um, bits 16 and 17, which are the the kind of the three and then four zeros to the right of it, um, we can see that if it's set to 2, which it is in this case, then it gets a 48-bit response. which we are currently ignoring, <laughs> or we're not setting correctly. Um, so I think let's just simplify it briefly. Although, actually, you know, I was thinking of doing a a macro or a, an enum. So let's do a type def response type sd response. And I'm actually going to make these um, not match the registers, but match the, uh, m- match the SD card spec. And then internally, I'll map the values from the SD card spec into the register values. So um, does that make sense? Maybe it doesn't make sense. The other way we could do it is because it's consistent for all the commands and we know what the commands are, we could just we could just decide to store it all internally. And we're on a sixty four bit machine, so I was like, Oh, maybe I'll just use UN sixty fours. I could just have a bit mask of like all the ones that are a particular type. Um, yeah, maybe I won't. I don't want to have to pass it in every time because that risks mismatching the command with the response type. Um, so maybe what I do want is like a a static U or not static. Just like a a const uint sixty four of um. R2 responses and this is equal let's just look at the spec where is my spec so I think it's in uh, commands I don't want spy mode. Card registers. I went past it. Command types, command format. It's in. not that table. This table, this response. So I think the most common response is. I guess I could just do them I don't know how I want to do this do I want to just do it as a bit mask? I guess let's see how it looks so our 2 responses and this is a b- bad example. Maybe I should do the R7. I wonder if there's any more than that single one. I don't think there are. So maybe it's okay to just special case it. Ugh. I'm like so dependent on... In response to command 8. So let's just hard code command 8. we will We'll deal with this later. We can say, um, in send command, command or with response type. And we're going to say, if command equals MMC, oh no, it's SD, SD, send if condition, then we're going to say Response type equals zero. Did I enumerate it? I think I might have. Uh, Which would be the control status response type. Heyo. We have an enum for it. Let's not use that. though. That type is kind of unwieldy. So let's go back and say, by default, we'll say no response. And if it's condition, then we'll do 48 bits. And this response type needs to be shifted. And the command actually needs to be shifted, too. Position. And here we should be able to see also the command type. So, this, this file here is um, generated automatically based on the SVD file uh, that I already painfully hand copied together. But it's very nice, very nice to have SVD stuff. Um, oh, that's not right. How did I copy the wrong thing? position that okay. So we're just trying to get a non-zero value back. Yes I like the command command response shifting. Hello from Greece Hello hello, Creus Digital Studio Thanks for dropping by I've got my, should I put my For the last 15 minutes should I Put everything back on? We'll see I'm gonna go for a walk after, the, after I'm done There, I don't have to get any work done if I'm just wearing my full costume, right? Oh my goodness! Where's the time gone? I know. Not SD cards, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'll take a break this weekend and come back renewed. Especially if I get the Pi, I'm gonna want to get it going. The new Pi Zero, the Zero Two. I'm very excited, very very excited to support it, and the Pi Z- the regular Pi Zero also. <laughs> DCD says that's the trade off. Get worked on or wear the costume. Thanks, thanks, Dinkelberg, I'm glad you like it too Good, this is perfect I have to kind of like bookend it with the costume um, Okay, we synced And we still got zero back One thing that crossed my mind That can be really nice I'm not going to walk in the costume It's been very rainy here This costume would not hold up in the rain um, Although it's not, not raining right now Which is nice Um, so we still didn't get anything back. I wish, maybe I should order, I think they have things that you can stick in the SD card slot so you can introspect or like keep track of the pins. Probably should do that so I can use a logic analyzer. That's probably worth it. I wonder if Adafruit has it. I just made an order yesterday though, so if I order it now, it's going to be kind of a SD card Like there's this extender thing, just it's not quite what I want 3 volt breakout Forecast is dry for a bit, <laughs> I'm not The design guide white paper is pretty cool. Is that a good resource? I haven't actually looked at it. I'm all about, yeah, logic analyzer is a good idea, isn't it? Uh, I should do that. It might be SparkFun that has the SD card breakout. I wouldn't mind ordering that. I I wonder if they have any Pi Zero Twos still. Uh, yeah, see the problem is I I've seen these um card breakout. Here we go. Nope. That's not what I want either. What is it? I want something I can stick in the microSD card slot. Does it, I, I feel like I've seen these before. Do they not exist? I mean, I could try to, like, solder it down, which would be not fun. Ah, there you go. It is a spark fun thing. Um, okay. What product number is it? Kriya says, it would be great if we could order a Pi02W. Well, since you're in Greece... There's probably somebody closer than Adafruit. Adafruit put some in stock earlier today or earlier or yesterday, so I ordered one yesterday and it's coming. Micro SD sniffer. That's what I. That's what I want. Let's see. Doesn't it have great reviews. View what the spy traffic is doing. Oh, but it does have. That Zero, one, two. Weird. Does blanket eat mice? is friends with mice. Why is it only got three data pins broken out? That's very strange. Is that why it's? Not rated. It doesn't latch. I have a header. I don't really want to hold it. Does it look like it should latch? (laughs) Have a good one, Minnesota Mintat. It does kind of look like it should latch, but it's maybe not. Ah, Timon saying the Pionora's SD card connector is quite easy to solder to. Yeah, we could do that. Is it easier than this one? I have to dig out my Payunora. I know what box it's in, but I don't have it on my desk. Narodot got a zero two from Pimeroni. Nice. It's hard to find all Adafruit products in Turkey. We often end up ordering clones for many electronic stuff from AliExpress. That's a bummer. Are you able to order from DigiKey? DigiKey does pretty good international shipping, I think. Um... Definitely not easier than a full breakout The missing DAT3 is weird, I agree I'm not sure, I don't think I'll order this I think I'll find my Pionora and see if I can't solder it down If it's a thin PCB it probably frays a little at the edges, yeah Mouser is okay, but one time they cancelled an order citing Adafruit didn't submit docs for some export regulations and my order had a Wi-Fi enabled chip Hmm I think they Adafruit is able to do all the export stuff, but if that does happen, feel free to email support at Adafruit.com and and they'll try to help you, I think. Um Oh. Well, okay. Let's just move. Hmm. I don't have a lot of options because I'm trying to use the host controller Let me just... Oh, you know I'm hooked up I, I think the Pioneer is probably what I'll look at Oh! ArdArsenod said, I hit the same wall with Mouser on the airlift feature Yeah, international shipping is really expensive Yeah, I that, I that's been... That's true now everywhere, I think. Yeah. Oh, it does have Dat3. It just calls it CS or CO. Oh, maybe I will. It's not going to come until next week. I'll figure it out. Pyonora might be my best option, actually. Or I can, like, yeah, it would be good. It would be good to have. A different grease distributors. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who there. are whether there is anybody. Um, okay, so we didn't get a response back, which does make me think that it's time for a logic analyzer. So a logic analyzer would be able to confirm that I am transmitting what I thought I was transmitting at the speed I thought I was transmitting it at. And then also seeing if the card's responding and, like, I'm not reading the right register or something. Um, <laughs> David G says, Recommended CM4 for the Pionora. They're hard to find. I would recommend whatever you can buy. Um, at least for CircuitPython, it's not really going to matter. What, what are the options? I've just, like... <laughs> my Kynar wire, Jannard wire. I have... I have some 30-gauge wire that I could use. Um, JP says, trying to compile the circuit by the locally on Windows WSL compiles fine for the Qtpy RP2040, but I get a weird error for my board. Um, If you ever have MPQ string problems, clean, do a make clean and then try it again. The thing that generates the QStore stuff is not always smart enough to rerun, and so if it doesn't rerun, then it will. You'll have errors like that. So just clean. If if you ever get a build problem that you don't know how to fix, just clean and try it again first. Um, it might actually work. Uh, da, 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 da. But yeah, let's look. I 4 CM fours. Like, Circuit Python is going to be great for any of them. Just download. Oh, I didn't look at the design guide, did I? Does this design guide have host implementation guidelines? Software drivers. Are they going to be like, here's our software drivers? See, for standards, that would make so much sense. Start the SD clock and initialize up to Command 8, which is what we're trying to do. And then we're trying to read the response. Why don't they just have open source drivers to go with it? I'll tell you why. This is what I've run up against. So much of this stuff is like, we don't need to document this. We just put it in Linux, and that's it. Um, let's see. I missed some of the chat. Should be fine with 26 gauge, too. It's a 1 millimeter pitch. I made the pads wide and long. Oh, awesome. I'm like totally down to do that. And I'll just solder it to like some of the other headers. That's going to be great. A great reason to get that out. Are you planning on dealing with CM4s with and without onboard flash? I am. You're looking at ST Express though. That's newer than the standard that uses PCIe, not SEIO. Yeah. I hate when Linux is the only reference implementation. Yeah. We do not have the Cat S 740 license from the supplier. Hey, Corky, you should forward that email to support uh, if it's been recent. Support at adafruit.com are the folks that can settle that out for you. It is better than nothing. I'll give you that. Um, let's just I wanted to see what the options are. For modules. If it was like relatively recently, I would email them too to just see if they've had that issue. Um, do they have? Do they have ordering information? Ordering codes. I do like the module interface. It just would be good to verify that it's like pushed down correctly, which <laughs> bothered me. Oh, so this is one STAO 2.0 CM4 light, right? So the light version is what is the version without the onboard EMMC, which I think is this chip. Um, here we go, this is what I want. Ordering codes, wireless, yes, no, so I'll support I I will equally not support wireless, at least at the start. RAM 1, 2, 4, or 8. Oh, 8 gigs. That's ridiculous. The light uses a 4-bit interface. The EMMC uses 8-bit. Same peripheral. Um, Pameroni actually has the wireless 4-gig, 32-gig CM4 in stock. Nice. And then eMMC. I don't think any of the ones that I have have eMMC, so I'm gonna have to take a look at that. I would like to support it because it's like all in one then. Um, But I think the ones that I've, I have, I'll have to. I don't think I have them. Um, I think all of the ones I have are light versions, but I could be wrong. I I have like three. Let's see, what does this one say? CM4 light R1, R4. So this one's definitely a light one. It looks like it has the Wi-Fi, but it doesn't have this order code, at least on the top, which is unfortunate. Um, anyway, so yeah, I intend on... I intend on supporting all of the CM4s and like they're all gonna be like I'll say it now and be like a gig of RAM is perfectly fine for CircuitPython and like the Pi 02W will only have half a gig. Like it's just gonna be a, a different world for CircuitPython regardless. Um, order code is only on the packaging, unfortunately. Yeah, that is unfortunate. I'll have to take a look later. Um, but we've hit our two hour mark Well I've been going a little bit more than two hours So I think we'll wrap up And I'll get out of here and go for a walk <sighs> Let me switch cameras Well thank you everyone For joining me on this Halloween deep dive Glad you like my Not a dinosaur but it's Blinka <laughs> Costume um, I work for Adafruit On CircuitPython and I do these streams So thank you uh, we've got other people that can test the EMMC. Uh, next week, we'll be taking a look at the Pi Zero 2W. I, I, I'm just plan on doing that um, since I'll get mine tomorrow, and I'm pretty sure, pretty confident that'll happen. Um, so we'll continue this Raspberry Pi saga. Hopefully, I'll make some progress on the SD cards. Uh, thanks to Timon for sending me the early version of the Pi Unora um, that I'm going to... <laughs> solder too. Um, it should be really cool if you want to follow along I do push all my code to my github um... <laughs> oh I know that I... Umud says my girlfriend's on vacation for a week that means a full week to spend on my circuit by the projects I know how that goes uh, get some sleep <laughs> and do, other... do your chores still and stuff but I know how that goes um yeah so this has been a deep dive we're here every week or nearly every week on fridays at 2 p.m pacific um thank you all for joining in thanks for having the fun with me um it's not part not not a barney costume costume um if you want to support me you can support me indirectly by supporting adafruit by going to adafruit.com and purchasing something there uh they pay me to do all this stuff so that's really awesome and i appreciate them uh, Circuit Python is is their creation. They've they've funded it from the get go. So thanks to them. Um, if you want to chat with me and a lot of others throughout the week, we do have a Discord server, which is a, another chat channel. Uh, you can join that by going to adafru.it slash discord. Um, next week will be on Friday, I think, as well. Uh, and as as always, thank you to David and Patrick for wrangling. <laughs> taking and wrangling the notes uh, for the deep dives. If you don't know that uh, and you want to go back and look at past deep dives, maybe this is your first one. We do have a a repo under Adafruit, just search for deep dive, you'll find it, um, that has all of the past notes and uh, Patrick set it up so that you can look through like what we covered and click the time codes uh, for a particular thing and it'll take you right to YouTube at the time code that that thing happened. So it's really neat. Um, And so if you want to do a quick recap of like all of this Raspberry Pi 4 um, work. That's a great way to do it. Um, these are the eyelight glasses, I think is what we decided the name was. Uh, they're available on Adafruit.com, although they may be out of stock. Uh, digi- digikey.com is a great way to check, great place to check for things that are out of stock on Adafruit, to see if they're in stock uh, at, a- at Digikey. <laughs> Whew. Anyway, um, next week will be SD card and the 02W, and like thinking more broadly about all of the other boards. Um, and with that, uh, the cat's out of the room, so I won't, I won't give him a bet. Thank you all for hanging out. As always, have a great weekend and, uh, we'll see and talk to you on the discords, uh, next week.